Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Browning looks, throws to the end zone. Higgins touchdown. Cincinnati. You keep saying you got something for me. Something Browning. you call looking. love. But Pressure throws it deep, and the ball is caught You've by T. Higgins, and it's actually called a touchdown. And now someone else is getting all your best. These boots are made for walking. The Vikings and that's with some pressure, Brian Flush throws it downfield. The ball is caught by Boyd. Keeps his footing inside the 30, cuts inside the 20, the 15. And the Bengals have the ball down to the 12-yard line. Yeah. Welcome to number one. Bengals podcast. Right. Yeah. Are, are you the host, Daddy McDuke? All along with yes, the Yes, I am. Hoji, the Dr. Hoji, the electric smoji. Dr. Hoji, yeah. yeah and and am I John Sheeran? And yeah. John yes, Sheeran. you are. Yeah. Yeah. Number one Bengals podcast coming to you from a huge victory, one yeah. where the Bengals truly were the underdogs, where everyone said they couldn't do it, but they did it. They did what people said they could not do. They, and they, they were three-point favorites. They were three-point favorites, but mm-hmm. they did it in overtime, and they did it by three points, John. So I guess they actually just met expectations. I guess so. Yeah. Funny how, like, funny how that happens, you know? It just... A, a lot of twists and turns throughout a course of three and a half hours, but what the, the end result was is... At the I end mean, of the day, they won by the three points that Las Vegas said they would win by. I, I guess yeah. I'll start, though. I'll, I'll start, because I've, de- I've developed a reputation on here over the past month yeah. saying that yeah. saying, saying some things about Jake Browning, right? I didn't want to say and it, but you did. No, no, I didn't, no for no. sure. Um, accountability yeah. is very important to me. Uh, hypocrisy, obviously, too. It's something right. that I don't want uh, to establish within myself, right? Um, I think my evaluation on Jake Browning in the first three weeks was pretty correct, right? And I think it was fair for me to say that against the against the Minnesota Vikings defense, one of the best defenses in the NFL, arguably the best passing defense since week six, if he's able to go out there and play a different brand of football, throwing the ball, making decisions, and taking risks, honestly, and just putting the ball in positions where, like, it's do or die. And can you come back from a negative game script in the span of 15 minutes? And he did all that. This was Jake Browning's best start of his now four. And it's the reason why the Bengals overcame a 14-point deficit with 15 minutes to go. And he made not one, not two, not three, but four, I would consider, high-quality throws in this game. I think PFF charted him for three. Now, he wasn't perfect. He's never going to be perfect. He's a backup for a reason. But... This was the game that I personally needed to see from Drake Browning to say that this Bengals team can actually make some type of a postseason run. Yeah. Well, John, I appreciate your apology. Yeah. And I just want I to say... I accept your and, apology. John. And your confession is valid in the yeah. court of the number one Bengals podcast law. Yeah. And, John, and your penance, say, John, your penance, John, is that you have to come on the show every week. Yes, mm, almost cursed. Yeah. John, here's the thing. You said it was his best game yet, and I completely understand why. But it was rough there. 
for the first two and a half quarters. It was it was it wasn't good. There was and one interception there that really yeah, made me lose hope. The third quarter, yeah. yeah, well, the only interception. But I mean, it was it was a bad one. It was and, bad timing, and, bad time to be intercepted. Yes, and like all of Jake Browning's interceptions, they really, they 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 are really the result of inaccuracy. They are yeah. the result of him not being able to do everything no. with the ball. However, John, however, this man. As I said, as soon as he has stepped onto the field against the Ravens, yeah. one thing about him, John, is he has fire in his belly. Fire, and it's in the belly. It's Maybe in the belly. Maybe below the belly, and but above the belly, too. Well, below the belly, it could be it could be something he has to get checked out. But it is yeah. in the belly, John. And Probably indigestion. Yeah. Yes. And, John, this game, he had, you know, he had what I love most about sports and life. He was out for vengeance. Vengeance. And and we all know, John, that the Minnesota Vikings, they cut him five times. And this is a passive aggressive way of manipulating somebody. Yeah. As Hoji, I think Hoji, I think one of your wives, I think it was Penelope, I don't remember which one, divorced you five times. Oh yeah. Because she was trying to get you to dedicate yourself more to hygiene or to cut the grass or something. Yeah. She was sending a message. Yeah. And it is not appreciated. Five, five prenups, John. Yeah. And how did he react to it? How did he react to this? You know, we saw. Well, I, why, I didn't go for a sixth. Yeah. Well, no, I was talking about Jake Brown. Oh, okay. So here we go. Wow. Yeah. So That's he, an angry Brown. He's an angry. Yes. You see the fire? That's a he South said Pole they never South should Pole have. Brownie. I don't, I, I, it was bleeped out, but I think he said they never should have fancied cutting him. Yeah. And, and they it fancied was, it all right. They well, fancied yeah, it five, five times. times. Yeah, they were fancying it he, here and there. Can, John, can you say the word fancied in a very angry and loud way? You never should have fancied cutting me. You never should have fancied cutting me. Well, yes. Yeah, I guess you can. Yeah. Now, now there goes the, the, monop the, the monetization. Well, <laughs> John also has some fire in his belly. Because no. yeah, we we obviously we he's like you should never should have fancied not paying well, me. Yeah. I I didn't know if it was like bubbles. Like you can't say the word bubbles and be like still mad at the same time. It's impossible. Yeah. That's right. true. We're but here's the thing. Here's the thing. This man he has a lot of pride, and a lot of he energy. plays a lot of energy, and he has no fear. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, John, we saw that Brian Callahan said. We're going to throw for 500 yards against this Viking. I mean, they're crazy. That coaching crazy. staff is crazy. They're crazy. trying to, they're like, let's attack, let's attack, let's attack. And they have, they're afraid of nothing. Well, how many yards did they throw for? They said 500. What was the? the uh, 323. Okay, so not quite 500, but not bad. But yeah, but I mean, he had 200 yards in the second half in overtime, right, John? I mean, that is, that's what oh, you yeah, want to see. It was a nine-day yeah. difference between the first and second half, and I think that was that, that's the whole reason why I think it was the most impressive performance of Browning because we've seen him operate the offense when the game is in control, they're in the lead, they're still able to lean on the run game and everything. And I think and the screen they, passes. Most of his yards yeah. were from his screen yeah. passes. Yeah. This time, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think the interception was more just a bad decision more than just inaccuracy. He was just reading the coverage wrong. It was clock coverage over Irv Smith out of all people, and he tried to fit a ball into a window that just didn't exist. Right. So. The first half was terrible. It signaled, you know, why Browning's a backup in the first place. 
But again, when you're in January and games aren't going well and you're facing aggressive defenses, you're facing aggressive pass rushes, he got sacked like four or five times in this game. And, it, I, you know, most of that was just him holding the ball a little bit too long. But him holding the ball t- uh, more than just two and a half seconds, extending plays and then finding plays to be made, even if some of them were just like ducks that he just threw up there and T. Higgins, you know, miraculously came well, they down weren't with ducks. It. They weren't ducks. I mean, so, some of them were ducks, yeah. I mean, he, <laughs> I mean, come on. No, no. Well, oh, you see, there's no a spiral on it. But, I mean, they weren't accurate in the sense that it wasn't like he threw it into an open part of the field, but he did give his guys a chance to make a play on it. Yeah, you know? like, like 30 and, and 21 the, to yeah. Jamar Chase. Like, that's a, yeah. that's a phenomenal Crazy. throw, even if Chase was open. Like, he still read that exactly. uh, play beautifully. The Tyler, the throw on the the run Tyler, to Tyler Boyd, Boyd for sure. There's yeah. three guys on the run, and that, that's yeah. the key, John. Did everybody else yeah. notice how good Browning is on the run? I pointed it yeah. out in the last show. Well, really I mean, good on the run. I know, and I, I would be honest. I'm terrible when, I, when I'm on the runs, when I have the runs. I can't oh, do yeah. anything. When but you got that fire in your belly? Yeah. Yeah. John, here's the thing. On that Tyler Boyd pass, he talked to Jeff Hobson about it. And so did Tyler Boyd. And there was some confusion. Yeah. Like Tyler Boyd thought it was going to T. Higgins. T. Higgins thought it was going to T. Higgins, right? And these guys almost collided, but Tyler Boyd was like, hey, worst case scenario, I get hit. Let's just go up. But you know who knew where the ball was going? Jake Browning. He never said he intended to throw to T. Higgins. He actually threw, got the ball where it was supposed to go. And it's Tyler Boyd. Like, Tyler Boyd, I love him. But he's not the Giants target the way T. Higgins is. So to throw to him in that situation shows that this guy, yeah, has command of the offense. He trusts all of his receivers. He is fully embedded as the starter now, John. But if I may, if, since we're talking about that play, another thing that makes that play really special is what Tyler Boyd does after he gets the reception. And if you look at that effort, if you look at that power, if you look at that aggressiveness, that's what comes from great coaching. That's a team where people are really trying. And that's what I keep talking about with the Zach Taylor factor. That Tyler Boyd got like, I think about 10 or 15 yards after the catch. Really, he shouldn't have. I mean, he was surrounded by people. He broke tackles. It was amazing. It was beautiful setting up that, that field goal. So it was, a, it, it, you know, kudos to Boyd. That, that's the benefit of that throw, right? Because you fit it into that tight of a window, and then he catches it, and the, the the defenders are not in a position to actually make a play on the ball at that point. And I think everyone's just left wondering, oh, my God, he caught that. And honestly, like when he was running on the sideline, I thought he was going to score. I didn't realize there was a safety that was left still to beat. Boy, doesn't necessarily have Tyreek Hill's speed out there. But that that's the beauty of those throws working out, because when you fit it into that tight window and DBs are trying to make a play on the ball and then they're not in a position to make a tackle, like that's what happened. That, that's, that's, that's exactly what happened uh, to DJ Turner on, I believe, the Vikings' first touchdown when uh, Nick, Nick Mullins threw that crazy pass to Jordan Addison over the middle. Uh, the the dichotomy, I think, is is crazy between like DJ Turner and T Higgins, right? Because Turner is phenomenal with his technique. He's really fast, but he's got short arms, right? And that's right. why that, that touchdown was allowed to Jordan Addison. T Higgins, on the other hand, very long arms, right? He very hasn't had the best year, right? He hasn't had the best yeah. like game because he had some drops, but only his athleticism and his just physical gifts allowed him to catch the ball and then while falling down, extend his arms like he's Michael yeah. Jordan's space jam yeah. and cross the plane. Like that's the that's the positive the of those physical attributes working out. And you know, one thing about T. Higgins, one thing about T. Higgins, correct me if I'm wrong, John. Yeah, friend of ours. He really has stepped up when Jamar Chase went out. And Mm -hmm. I know that the man has been dealing with distractions, personal distractions, professional distractions. And he's been through a lot. And he's, he's dealt with, you know, Mike Brown economics up close and personal. 
And now he's in a situation where he's like, this team really needs me. I feel like that sharpened his focus. I feel like that kind of gave him the confidence to be like, hey, I know the ball needs to go to me now. And he could just, you know, singularly focus on being the man. That's what he did sure. last year, too. When Chase missed exactly. four or five yeah. games, he was phenomenal yeah. in that number one role. I think it was Troy Walters yeah. who said in this game, I need you to be the alpha. And I think he kind of just relishes that. I think he really embraces it. I think that's yeah. going to be part of his thought process when he enters or when he enters his offseason and he's considering, hey, do I want to stay with the Bengals and be this one B to Jamar Chase or do I want to be the number one on my own? Like, I think it's going to be a, a part of his thinking process. But as long as he's here and he's, you know, dominating the target share of Chase is out, like, I think you can rely on him for sure. I think T. Higgins yeah. is a definite what they call a sigma, a, lawyer, yes. a, lo a lone wolf. And I think that uh, he is, that means he does not want to be the B guy. He does not want to be you know, the, the number two on any team. And if you were T. Higgins, I mean, would you think any differently? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. And, and I, I, that's why I think we should enjoy T. Higgins while we have while him. While we have him. Yeah. Not for much longer. But I not mean, the thing about T. Higgins is he is phenomenal in the postseason. He's made some of the yes. biggest plays in the Super Bowl run yeah. last year in the AFC Championship game. in the Super yeah. Bowl. And then, and then the AFC chip, yeah, he's been amazing yeah. as a Bengal. Yeah, it's crazy. So, One so, of from so running back. Yeah, yeah. So, John, you've mentioned two hot button names, DJ yeah. Reader and Jamar Chase. Both That's what them, I want to talk about. Both yeah, of DJ them Reader. injured. Yeah. Uh, how injured, John? I know the DJ's out. Can we win without the DJ? I mean, we. I know we can't well, dance and boogie without the DJ. Can well, we, you know, we got we got those two huge stops, John, in overtime, third right. and one, fourth and one. We had what B.J. Hill, Trey Hendrickson. We had the guys stepping up, stepping and, and up. But how? Them, I yeah. mean, can they keep doing it? Because D.J. was really the the that that the X factor. Can we win without D.J. And will we have to suffer without Jamar? Is Jamar coming back? Those are my two questions for you, John. Phenomenal sequence from them. Not yeah. the smartest play calling from the Vikings, considering that Ty Chandler, the Vikings running back, he had like 130 yards in this game. And they were having success running up, up the middle against the Bengals defense. Credit to the Bengals defense, though, for stepping up without DJ Reader because obviously the, the depth of defensive tackle is so minimal, it's very not good, let's just say. But they can have their moments like they did on that, you know, QB sneak on fourth and inches and whatnot. So it's it's gonna be very it's gonna be high variance, I would say. There's gonna be some good moments, but for the most part, Reader's absence is gonna be felt. He's out for the year. He suffered a torn quad in his left leg back in twenty twenty, the end of that season. He suffered a torn quad in his right leg now, which ended his fourth year with the Bengals. It might end his Bengals career because he's a free agent now. Jamar Chase is officially day to day. He's got an AC joint sprain, which means there's like a separation with the shoulder, but you yeah. can play through that. Um, I don't know if he will. Obviously, we're going to see if he practices or not, but I don't think he's out for the year, no. John, so I'm, if I'm looking, I'm just looking over the notes of what you said. So that is eight tears for DJ Reader. You said one quad back then, one quad now. That is crazy. But I mean, he's a big yeah. man, so yeah. You, but you need a lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so wait, wait, Jamar Chase and Octo. Yes, Jamar Chase, man, separated shoulder, but his hands are fine. I feel like I feel like a receiver can do it. You know, I feel like he can do it with just the hands. You but think? We'll see. Yeah, I mean, he. I mean, look, John. I mean, you know, if if the if Jake Browning throws it right at his chest, he just puts his hand over the ball. Right? Yeah. No, but, you don't but your hands shoulders. are connected to your arms. Your arms are oh. connected to your chest. I know chest. this song. I know the nursery yeah. song. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but what, what connects the chest to your arms, you know? I see your point. I see your mm -hmm. point. The shoulder. But you're saying connected. So they, oh, I see. It can't be separated. It has to be connected. I see. Mm -hmm. 
All right, John. So big problem there. Up next, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. And traditionally, they like running the ball. I, I don't know how good they are this year, but they have a three-headed monster, not in the good way monster, in the, in the scary and how ugly it is monster at quarterback. They have, right? They have uh, Wilson Pickett or whatever his name is. And then they have the uh, Mason Rudolph guy. And they have the uh, Mitch Trubisky. Did These Rudolph are their quarterbacks. Yes, he did, John. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So it's a mess. It's a mess at quarterback. Yeah, but, but who cares? They got their pass rush. Yeah. Yeah, John. How, 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 do you see, how do you see us matching up with them? Well, they played him, what, four weeks ago? Not a good offensive performance for Browning in his first start, but the offense has changed a lot since then. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky obviously inspires very minimal confidence. It was a great offensive day for the Steelers that day, and they still only scored 16 points. It's at Pittsburgh. It's at Heinz Field. I don't know. Um, you, you would think that the way that Browning's playing right now, like they have the obvious advantage of quarterback, but that defense is still known for you know giving this team fits at times. And I think in this game specifically, I thought it was a good performance in the offensive line despite the sacks that were taken. I think most of them were either coverage sacks or kind of Browning just messing around in the pocket. So I think the offensive line playing as well as it is right now gives them more of an edge, I would say. But until we know like what that quarterback situation is, I think Pickett is going to try to come back from injury. If Trubisky's out there, I mean, it's Mitchell Trubisky. The Bengals' defense shouldn't have that big of an issue. So it'll, it'll be better than the last game, but who knows? My What's your prediction? Issue? Yeah. John. It's it's Sunday. I'm not making a prediction now. Okay. okay. John's off today. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. It's a holiday. So, and, and this is belief. We have to remember. Okay. So, yeah. uh, here's my issue. And this is why I, I don't think things bode well for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm sorry to say that. Uh, Mike Tomlin, I think, is one of the greatest coaches in the NFL. And he's been, uh, he's been on the hot seat. He's been under a lot of pressure. Uh, he has vowed to make big changes. I hate to be the team that plays a brilliant coach like Mike Tomlin after he makes big changes, especially when their strength is our weakness. That is to say, the Bengals, we, Bengals never do well when they face these T.J. Watt kind of guys. So I think it's going to be a close one. Heart of hearts, I do think the Bengals win, but barely. I'm talking about another one of those three-pointers, overtime kind of thing. I'm going to go with, like, um, let's say 27, 24 Bengals, but barely. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, John, I am always worried about TJ Watts. He has been so, you know, like a wrecking ball against the Bengals offensive line, whether it's Burrow, whether it's Browning, it doesn't matter. And, you know, we saw Browning pull it out late in the game but again he had an agenda he was very angry at the minnesota vikings i don't know if he's angry enough against the steelers yet i'm a little worried about that and for that reason john i am predicting that the pittsburgh steelers are going to squash the cincinnati Bengals, oh. and the final score will be 21 to 13 cincinnati that's my final wait final wait, 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 wait. Yeah. did you say 21 to 13 Cincinnati, yes. as in yes. Cincinnati, will win by eight yes. points. Yes. But I, how's that squashing? You said that okay. they were going to. Yes. There's, yes. It's, it's okay. very so, confusing. So yes. So, 
in the winter time, when your immune system is weaker, right. you need B6, you need, you need vitamins A and C, you need a A&C. lot of different okay. things. And where do you get these from? One superfood is a squash. Squash. Right. So when you eat the squash, you get what you need to make it through the, the winter. The vitamins go through. And I feel like beating a good defense second week in a row for Jake Browning will give him the confidence he needs to make it through the winter and win in the playoffs. Okay. Getting a squashed, yeah. I yeah. like that. I, I don't have a prediction, but I do have my own version. Is it called a Jonoscope? It's not a hojoscope, but it's like a, yeah. You could do your Johnny, own hojoscope, like a Johnny scope, you know. Because what Daddy has said, I think, was interesting. That the fact that you know Browning, he may not have the motivation against the Steelers like he did against the Vikings, right? And I think this is a problem that a lot of us have when we're trying to achieve our goals, right? We just we rely mainly on initial motivation, right? right. And you know we're motivated um, in the beginning of whatever our goal is, and motivation eventually runs out at some point, right? Yeah. You get complacent and you're not able to follow through. It's not the motivation that gets you to where you want to go. It's the discipline, right? Mm-hmm. And now Browning is entrenched in this routine as a starter, and he's facing different opponents every week. You can't. It's hard. It's hard to just scrape the internet or scrape your, your past history to find like who wronged me. How am I going to get fired up this week? It comes down to, and I think this is what Burrow does too. Like he's he's a constant, stable. Like I'm this all the time, right? I'm not going to get too high. I'm not going to get too low. It's how he's able to perform at a high level every week. If Browning wants to take this team to where they want to go he's got to reach that he's got to reach a level of discipline where he can perform at the same level every single week no matter the circumstances and that's what he needs to achieve in order to get this to where he wants to go and that is my johnny scope wow i love it yeah. i love it. now if i may i, I want to push back a little bit against maybe this mis- this misunderstand i feel to be a misunderstanding that Browning, Daddy, I don't agree, was that motivated by being cut by the Minnesota Vikings. I wouldn't be misled by one clip of him yelling, you know, don't cut me. That's a man who's very excited about the comeback yeah. and excited about things going his way. I think he would have used the F-bomb, you know, fancy, whatever. Yeah. I think he would have said that if he was playing anybody. Well, I don't think so. He said the whole week that it was a motivation for him. So it was a big deal. They no. cut him five times. Yeah, that, that, that's a psychological warfare. Don't 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 buy into that. Browning has played consistently well once they changed the offense, and he's gonna he's not, he's, he's gonna. Well, do Brian in Iowa as always has a brilliant idea. So here's what we need to do: we need to find all the mean things that the Pittsburgh Steelers and, and Pittsburgh fans have said about Jake Browning. There's a lot, and we yeah, and we need to share it with him before the game to make sure he has that fire in his belly. And with that, John, I think we are going to call it the show and we will see everybody next week after the Cincinnati Bengals play our heated and hated rivals, the Pittsburgh Steelers. What should they Don't put forget, in the YouTube, YouTube comments? Well, they should put insults of Jake Browning. Say the worst things you can about him. That so doesn't that really sound sure like a, a Bengals fan show. Yeah. Well, if you want them to win, they will do it. Why don't you say nice yeah. things about Jake Brown in YouTube context? Do positive reinforcement. That works too. See you next time. So long. Sweetie. Spice.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.